What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? The NHL playoffs are in full swing, and as usual, the storylines are intriguing. And there is no bigger story right now than what is unfolding in the series between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Columbus Blue Jackets. As of this recording, the Lightning, considered by many to be the best regular season team of all time, are in an 0-3 hole and facing elimination. Our hockey guru Ryan Lake will join us in a minute to talk about that series and all the others. So thanks for stopping by as we dive into the NHL playoffs on Sports 360. I'm on the phone today with Ryan Lake. Ryan is the owner of Beyond the Playbook, a sports consultancy firm uh, that is engaged in various sports, uh, including hockey. Uh, it's an athlete-focused, athlete-driven agency. And uh, Ryan is joining us and, in fact, coming back for a second time on Sports 360, this time to talk about the NHL playoffs. Ryan, how are you today? Doing great. Excited uh, about the games going on and you know it's been an exciting playoffs so far. Yeah, and we are actually coming in midstream uh, as all of the series have um, begun. And uh, in fact, the Islanders and Pittsburgh, as of this recording, just finished up game three. So we're going to get into all of that, but I'm glad to have you back to talk about the NHL, to talk about hockey, and some of the stories surrounding uh, this year's postseason. And you're right. I mean, it's been exciting, and there's been some, you know, in particular, uh, you know, one of the series, and we're going to start in the East with Tampa Bay and Columbus, and just run through the series, talk about where we are, how we got there, and you know, what are, whatever observations you have on each one of these series. But I would like to start in the Eastern Conference and start with that Tampa Bay uh, Columbus Jackets series. I mean, um, man, what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone really saw this coming. Uh, you know, we're just hours away from the start of game three and, and Tampa finds itself uh, down two games to none against the Blue Jackets. And, you know, Tampa was the best team in the regular season and won the president's trophy uh, tied an NHL record for most wins with 62. Uh, that hasn't been done you know, since the 96 Detroit Red Wings, um, which coincidentally also didn't make it to the uh, Stanley Cup finals. And it doesn't look like Tampa, unless things really change or really, they're going to have a really hard time getting out of this first round matchup with Columbus. Um, you know, I think it's really surprising and, but if you look, do a deeper dive on the players, you know, in this this matchup, it, maybe it's not as surprising as it should be. Uh, the Blue Jackets, you know, made four major moves at the deadline, picking up uh, Duchesne and Zingle. Um, those are the two big names that came over at the deadline. But, you know, they finally found some chemistry with Panarin, uh, Atkinson. And, you know, it's really starting to click for them. And Duchesne last game had four points. Um, you know, coming into this playoffs, he had never scored a playoff goal before. And, you know, he got his first one last game, and he's just on fire right now. 
Um, you know, Columbus was just clicking on all cylinders. And, you know, at the start of this, this uh, series, they went down 0-3 in the first period to Tampa Bay, and it looked like Tampa Bay was just going to roll right over them like everyone thought. Um, but the Blue Jackets really dug deep, and, you know, they battled back and won that first game, and then they dominated the second game, uh, which, you know, led to, to major frustration on Tampa Bay's part, and Kucherov, their best player, you know, he, he broke a record for most points by a Russian-born player in the in uh, the regular season. And, you know, he just he, – he did a dirty hit, and he's been suspended for a game. So he's out tonight, game three, pivotal game in Columbus. Uh, so, you know, if the Blue Jackets can continue playing the way they play, then they'll get, they're going to go up 3-0. Um, and, you know, Tampa's really – you know, as their coach put it, it's a five-alarm uh, five fire going on right now, and, and they don't really seem to be moving in the right direction at all. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens tonight. Sure. <clears throat> and, and you know, when, when you look at this, you know, um, from a historical perspective, I would have to imagine if Tampa – somehow loses this series and they're down oh two uh if they lose this series this would have to rank among the uh biggest upsets i would imagine in nhl playoff history yeah i mean i can't think of another upset that would be at this magnitude you know it's interesting every it's most often the teams that win the president's trophy for the best record in the regular season don't do that well in the playoffs uh, so in one respect, it's not that surprising, but, you know, a team that was so dominant as Tampa being, you know, really pushed to the limit right now by the Blue Jackets that barely made the playoffs, you know, it's, it's shocking. And I don't think anyone saw it coming and they'll probably go down in history as the biggest upset, um, at least yeah. in the modern era. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. As you said, game three is on tap tonight as we're taping this on uh, Sunday, April 14th. Um, let's move ahead and again, in no particular order, but, um, just staying with, uh, a wild card team and that is, uh, Carolina and Washington, Washington is ahead in that series, two games to none. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about what you've seen so far in that one. Yeah. You know, the Capitals are really kind of picked up right where they left off last year in the playoffs, um, game. You know, stellar performances from T.J. Oshie and Nicholas Backstrom and Ovechkin's chipping in. Um, you know, they seem to be firing on all cylinders. Uh, but the Hurricanes are, you know, they're putting up a good fight. They came back uh, and lost by one in the first game. I think they scored three goals in the third period. And then yesterday's game, they, they forced overtime. Uh, and Brooks Orpik, you know, he got his fourth playoff goal in, in his career to win uh, the overtime winner. Um, but, you know, they're heading back down to Carolina, which they have a massive home ice advantage. Uh, you know, they've created this whole stir- storm surge, uh, which, you know, some some people in hockey have called them a bunch of jerks, and they've really you know, played up to it with their celebrations after every win, and they've gotten their fans behind them. Um, so it would be really interesting to see how the Hurricanes are able to, you know, fight back in the series. And 
I won't be surprised if this goes seven games. I think the Hurricanes have enough talent uh, with Sebastian Ajo and, um, you know, Williams and Saul. And, you know, I think I think they're underrated and the Capitals might fall into thinking, you know, they're two games up and, and they have this game, this series wrapped up. But I think the Hurricanes have, have some more to say about it. Well, we'll see. Um, uh, game three is tomorrow night, I believe. And so we'll see how that that one turns out. Um, but speaking of game three, we had a game three earlier today between the Islanders and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Islanders took care of business again and now lead three games to none. Does that one come as a surprise to you? You know, to me it doesn't. I think the Islanders have been flying under the radar all season, but they, you know, they have a really strong team up and down. And the Penguins, you know, they've played a lot of hockey over the last five, seven, ten years, getting to the Eastern Conference Championship of the Finals almost every year. Um, and you know, I think it's starting to wear on them. Uh, Crosby and Malkin, you know, haven't really been putting to get together a, a solid campaign. Uh, but the Islanders, you know, with um, Eberly and Bailey and uh, you know some of these other stars, young players that they have. Uh, you know, I think they they've really clicked and have strong chemistry and um, you know they know how to play the Penguins and it's a bad matchup for the Penguins and the Islanders, you know, are showing it. They're going up three nothing and, and you know maybe maybe the Pittsburgh can dig deep and and win the next game and force the game five, but. Uh, you know, I don't really see it going past five games. I think the Islanders are, you know, moving on. And, and they're going to be tough to handle for, for the next thing they play. Yeah, I mean, and obviously they have a commanding lead right now. And so we'll see if Pittsburgh's able to um, to bounce back. But your point is a good one in terms of, you know, going teams that go deep into the playoffs. And we see this, especially in, you know, in hockey, in basketball, right? There's a lot of wear and tear that comes with that when, it, you know, you have to run through the type of gauntlet that teams have to do if they're going to advance deep into the playoffs or win a championship. And so um, we'll see if Pittsburgh, what they have left in the tank. Um, but rounding out the East, uh, we then have Boston and Toronto, a series that is knotted up at one game apiece. Um, what observations do you have for that series? No, I think this is probably one of the most exciting series we have, uh, you know, in entire entire playoffs right now. Um, Boston and, and Toronto have built up a rivalry over the last couple of years playing in the playoffs. Boston's gotten the upper hand in the last few years. Um, you know, Boston came out and didn't really play very well in game one. And, and Toronto with Mitch Marner, uh, you know, dominated. Uh, and then last game, you know, it was really the opposite. Boston came out and uh, really gave it to Toronto and, and, you know, made a really strong, you know, showing that tied up the series. And now we're going back to Toronto, which is going to be crazy up, up there and with the fan base. And, you know, the one thing that might swing this series is, is Nazem Kadri has an in-person hearing with the player safety department today um, for a hit that he, he put on uh, the brusque yesterday, a hit to the head, which, you know, isn't the first time Kadri's done that. And so he's facing – he could get over six games suspension. 
which will be a major loss for Toronto. Um, but, you know, these teams match up really well. They have superstars in both ends. Uh, it's It's been a fast-paced, exciting. I'm thinking seven games for this series. I'm hoping Toronto can pull it out, but, uh, you know, I think it could really go either way. It's, it's exciting. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the potential discipline that you just talked about obviously could, you know, could play a major factor in that series. So, uh, but that one right now is tied at one apiece. Um, and if, as we move to the West, um, also tied one apiece, Calgary and Colorado. Um, that series, you know, um, you know, what do you see there uh, in terms of those two teams? I mean, uh, Calgary, obviously, I believe, they won 50 games this year um, and Colorado uh, grabbed the second wild card. Uh, how, do, how do you see that series so far? You know, this is another really exciting series. And I think, uh, you know, the Flames were the best team in the West and, uh, you know, locked up a playoff spot pretty early on. And I think they've been surprised a little bit by the avalanche and the speed of the avalanche that, you know, second wild card team in, in the, in the West and kind of squeaked in at the end, which is kind of what the Avalanche has done the last couple of years, uh, you know, putting up a strong push at the end of the season to get in the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, that, that might lead people to think Calgary has this wrapped up, but the Avalanche really has some strong players and McKinnon, he got 99 points this season. Uh, he actually scored the game winner in overtime yesterday to tie up the series. Uh, Miko Rantanen just came back from injury. He's a big piece uh, for the Avalanche. And, you know, that first line of McKinnon, Landeskog, and Rantanen, you know, was, one, was the highest scoring first line uh, and really kind of dominated the first half of the regular season. And now they're starting to click and get healthy and making some problems for the Flames. Uh, Flames are a highly talented group, too. You know, have Johnny Hockey and Johnny Goudreau. Uh, Kachuk, who's been a major pest and, and playing really well. Uh, for the Flames, uh, really getting under the skin of the Avalanche players and, and getting some power play opportunities. Um, you know, the Flames have Giordano, who's going to win the Norris Trophy as the best defensive uh, player in the this season. So, you know, they're highly talented. Um, you know, one game changer for this series might be the addition of Cal McCarr for the Avalanche. So he just finished playing uh, in the national championship game with UMass. Uh, for the NCAA Frozen Four, uh, and he won the Hobie Baker as the best player in college hockey this year. Uh, but he's he's going to suit up tomorrow night for the Avalanche in Game Three. Uh, so that's going to be exciting to see you know the difference he can make. He's you know dynamic, fast skating uh, defenseman that you know people have compared to Eric Carlson on San Jose Sharks is you know one of the best defensemen to, in the game right now. So it'll be really interesting to see how that changes the series. Uh, you know, if it's too big of a stage for a young rookie or if he's able to contribute and help the Avalanche. Uh, but I think this series probably gets to seven games as well. I think, you know, they're evenly matched up and it's it's going to go back and forth throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the interesting storylines, as, as you pointed out. Um, now, you mentioned San Jose, but I want to go next to the the you know the Winnipeg Jets and and the St. Louis Blues. The Blues are up two to the zero in that series. Um, and why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about that one? Your thoughts on 
where that sits right now and and perhaps you know whether or not winnipeg has the ability to come back and make this a competitive series yeah you know this is a a really good matchup and, and the problem you know one one of the issues or complaints that people have about the way the nhl does their playoffs now is some you get some of the best matchups in the first round um and you know this is this is a matchup that you could you could see in the western conference uh finals championship game if the playoff system was set up a little bit differently both teams are highly skilled uh you know they both are built to win the stanley cup st louis you know was the the best team since january in the entire nhl and really they went from second worst team in the league at christmas and to battling for the central division championship uh and you know so i, I think it's a highly competitive uh, series st louis is you know as you said won the first two games in winnipeg which is you know pretty surprising I think Winnipeg is going to battle back and, and take a game or two here in, in St. Louis. But at the same time, I won't be surprised if St. Louis is able to pull off the sweep. Um, they're just playing at an unreal level right now, and, and they're led by Ryan O'Reilly, who they picked up in the offseason in a major trade with Buffalo. Uh, you know, He's been dominating in the face-off circle and really, really playing well right now. And then they have this rookie – Phenom goaltender, a 25-year-old rookie, uh, Billington, that's just been dominating, and the Jets haven't really been able to figure him out yet. Um, but the Jets, you know, they're they're highly talented. They have Line A and Wheeler and Shifley, and uh, you know they can score at will on those teams. So if they can figure out, you know, Billington, they should be able to battle their way back into the series. All right, and right now, um, as you said, the Jets are in an 0-2 hole as um, they face off tonight, in fact, in in St. Louis. Um, The next series that I want to touch upon is the Nashville Predators and the Dallas Stars. That series also knotted up at one. How do you see that one? You know, both teams kind of stumbled their way uh, through the end of the regular season. Um, And... and it's been a pretty low-scoring affair so far. The game yesterday went, went to overtime uh, when the Predators were able to tie it up. Uh, you know, the, the Stars took the first game in Nashville, which is, you know, always a huge deal and, and wins them home ice advantage for the rest of the, the series and, unless the Predators can win, you know, in Dallas. Um, but there's high-powered players on both sides. The Predators you know, have played a lot of hockey the last couple of years. They went to the Stanley Cup finals two years ago and then um, they lost to Winnipeg I believe last year in, in the semifinals for the Western Conference um, and so you know they're, they're probably a little beamed up and a little tired kind of like Pittsburgh but you can't underestimate them they have some superstars and Dallas you know they have superstars as well so it's, it's gonna be a really close tight series um, so far it's been really tight t- checking and, and low scoring. And I think that's largely because of the superstar defensemen that are playing in this series, like P.K. Subban uh, for the Predators, Roman Yossi for the Predators, and Hiskinen, who's, you know, this up-and-coming superstar for uh, the Dallas Stars, uh, who's able to shut down opposing forwards, but also, you know, score some impressive goals. Um, 
So I, you know, I could see this going to seven games as well. It's it's not as as fast paced or exciting as to say the Winnipeg series or the Toronto series, but um, you know, if you love defensive hockey, then you're going to love this series. Mm. Okay, and then our last game um, in the West, um, San Jose and the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, again, a series that is also tied up 1-1 heading back or heading to Vegas. Uh, how do you see this one? You know, this this one's an exciting game as well. Um, the Sharks are, you know, poised to win the Stanley Cup, as they have been for the last five years. They have a star-studded lineup. Uh, they added Eric Carlson uh, from Ottawa over the off, the offseason. Uh, you know, he's arguably the best defenseman in the league. Uh, and they pair him with Brett Burns, who is in the same conversation for best defenseman in the league. Um, their one weakness is their goaltending. And, and Martin Jones put up a really pretty strong game in game one, and they were able to win. Uh, you know, pretty decisively over the night. But game two, Jones got pulled in the first period. Uh, the Knights scored, I believe, three goals on seven shots. Um, and so that, that's probably where the Sharks have the most concern is over their goaltending. On the Vegas side, you know, they're pretty much the same team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals last year, except uh, for some major additions. So they added, in the offseason, they added uh, Paul Stasny and Max, Max Pacioretty very highly skilled uh, forwards that, you know, can score and are game-changing forwards. And then at the deadline, they added Mark Stone, who was the biggest uh, catch at the at the trade deadline. Uh, and he, he's been, you know, delivering. He he has two goals in the series so far. Uh, you know, the really interesting and potentially game-changing uh, addition is uh, Nikita Gusev is coming over from the KHL. So the Knights, you know, acquired him in the expansion draft from Tampa Bay, but he he won most valuable player in the KHL last year uh, in the Olympics last year. He also won the best player in the Olympics, and he's going to be slotting in, I hear, on the third line for Vegas tonight. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to see how, you know, adding such an offensive gifted player, if that can really push Vegas over the edge, uh, you know, I this this series is hard to call. I, I give the edge to Vegas because of their experience and you know their their ability to really play well together as a team. Uh, but the Sharks is probably one of the most loaded rosters in, in the entire league, uh, so you can't you can't discount them. Uh, and game no, my... game three is getting ready to start, so I, yeah, uh, I think it will be a, a super fast, really exciting series uh-huh. to watch. Now, Ryan, um, I wanted to ask you a question about something that you alluded to, and and that is goaltending. You know, one of the things I'm, you know, I'm I don't profess to be a big hockey guy. I'm not, but you know, I I, I do watch hockey. I've watched hockey over the years, and one of the things that's always impressed me, especially in the postseason, is the importance of goaltending and how you know you can get a goaltender who's hot and just you know teams can ride that goaltender um deep into the postseason and even to the stanley cup um and i think that's kind of what makes hockey a little bit different in that regard i mean you know in some of the other sports i don't know if there's any one 
position player who, you know, a baseball team or a basketball team can ride um, in, in, in a similar way that, that we see in hockey. When you look at these series and, and, <clears throat> and the way the end of this, the, the way the season ended, uh, is there any particular goaltender that you think is coming in and is just really on the top of his game? There's a, a couple, um, you know, St. Louis Finnington is, you know, this phenom rookie that has really dominated the second half of the season and, and continued it um, so far in the, in the postseason. I think he's playing better than anyone ever expected him to play. You know, earlier uh, in the start of the season, St. Louis actually tried to send him to the East Coast Hockey League, which was the minor league to the minor league. Um, and, and so it's really surprising to see him come in and, and just dominate the way he is dominated. Uh, and then in the Avalanche Flames series, um, Grubauer for the Avalanche, you know, he was the backup goaltender back, probably starting in March. And he just won the job and, and stole it from Berlamov and he's hung on to it and, you know, really, really standing on his head, as we say in hockey, uh, playing out of his mind. But I think those two guys are probably the the guys that are playing the best so far. Um, you know, there's big name goaltenders on Tampa Bay, uh, Vasilevsky. He's going to win the, the Vesna as the best goalie in the regular season. So if he can ch- change things up, he can, you know, steal that series back for them. Uh, he has the ability to you know, win multiple series by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but um, you've given us a good overview um, of where the series are right now, each one of these series. And um, as you said, I mean, you know, we had one game already this afternoon with the Islanders beating Pittsburgh four to one. And we have another three games on tap for today. So um Listen, man, I'm glad to have you come back with us to look at these series. Um, I would like you to come back as we go into round two and beyond. Um, and hopefully uh, we'll be able to connect before those series start. And so we can uh, maybe get some uh, get a, a preview of the series before they get underway. But I do appreciate you, Ryan, taking some time today to, you know, to bring us up to speed on Uh, all of these series which are in progress and look forward to seeing how this first round ends up and bringing you back before the second round and, and having a a look at um, where we are at that point. Absolutely. And, you know, I I love talking hockey, so really appreciate the opportunity to come on and would love to, you know, continue as the playoffs go through and um, hopefully we we get some more storylines and some game sevens coming up, which are always the best. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. I, I think the NHL postseason is known for that, and I don't, I don't see why this year should be any different. So we look forward to doing it. So um, thanks again, Ryan, for coming on, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Great, thanks, Jeff. Okay, Ryan.